Hello, I am again Jeff, and I am here. I have more to say than perhaps I have ever said before. You will remain here and listen to the things that will happen next, but you will stay even longer, and you will record appropriately. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Blood. Stripes. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. bit scattered right now. We've got three of our agents, I'm including Linny, our friendly in that grouping, but three of our agents in the Cruz household kitchen. Agent Romeo is currently kneeling down, hands covered with blood as he looks for brass casings, spent brass casings from his own firearm and Ryan's. Linny has bent down to help, shaken by the scene that he's run into, and Agent Ryan is just about done slicking back his hair using a reflected surface on the refrigerator to uh, get to ship shape form. Now, Agent Roizen is nowhere to be seen. She sprinted out of the house moments ago and Lenny saw her kind of disappear over the horizon down the block. So we'll, we'll be getting to Agent Roizen shortly, but why don't we start with you three? You hear as you're scrambling in this slippery abattoir, you're, you hear loud sirens in the distance. Now, these are loud enough that you can hear them over the television in the other room. You three turn and look at each other, eyes wide. Stop what you're doing for a brief moment. Uh, Romeo is going to, I guess, if this requires a, a role, like sweep the area with his eyes for another, for any last string bullet casings. And he's going to say, we need to get the fuck out of here. You're, you're going to just hope for the best with a with a glance over? Yep. Yeah, you... you you see at least maybe six or seven in the blood scattered around on the floor. Okay. That you could quickly snatch those get up. to a, the palm of your left hand. I guess put them in the in the uh, jacket pocket and let's get the fuck out. Yeah. Agent Ryan, Lenny. Ryan's gonna turn to the group and say, "All right, well, this is a little bit of a tough situation, Lenny. You were just at the precinct with me using Romeo here's badge." I think it's probably best that we don't get too involved with local law enforcement if possible. And then he heads out the back of the house and runs away. 
great. Lenny's just sitting there going, shit, shit. He just, he just ran off. What the, what the fuck were we supposed to do? This is what we do, call man? a scumbag I, I, exit. I, I, Goodbye. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't go to jail. I don't want to go to jail. I'm not even supposed to fucking be here. Come on, Lenny. Let's what, go. What, okay. Okay. Let's go. And we're heading out uh, through the front to the, to the vehicle. If Romeo doesn't see the, the lights of a police car, then he will make his way to the vehicle. Um, otherwise, he's going to head back out the back way. Are you rushing out? Are you striding out proudly? What, what What's your gait here? Confident, nonchalant, but... Gotcha. So just to be clear, your hands are covered with blood. Uh, they are so in is his the front of your <laughs> suit. So is the front of your suit jacket and shirt where you put brass casings into. So you've got blood down sure. the front of your, your dress shirt. Um, Lenny also has blood all over his hands mm. as you two nonchalantly and proud, not proudly, but uh, confidently walk out the crew's household. Now, you don't see any flashing lights coming down the road right now. What you do see, though, very clearly across the street, are two of the neighbors in their front yard, both holding up what look like cell phones. Fuck. No time. Did we peek out? Did we look outside first? We just... Okay. Quickly look down and make our way to the the vehicle. Got really no other option. Lenny, what do you do? How far to the house did I get before I noticed the cell phones? You both left the house, and then I described what was across the street. Oh, okay, so we, we didn't look. We weren't, like, checking out the door first to see you. Okay. That is not something that, that was narrated by either of you, no. Okay. Yeah, I just, uh... <laughs> Man, we're going to jail. <laughs> no You're watching Romeo put his head down and just, like, now not so confidently walking. He's now kind of shuffling as quickly as he can towards your large black SUV. Yeah, I just, I guess I follow him to the SUV and jump in. Got it. One of the neighbors yells something as you close the door. Don't quite make it out. Romeo, you're in the driver's seat. Start the vehicle up. Mm-hmm. Where are you headed? Opposite direction of the sirens. They're coming from the north. Okay, so I'll head the opposite way. Okay, so you go east down the block, just kind of arbitrarily choosing a direction, and then immediately turn south when you're, when you're able to. Go ahead and roll your luck, please. Failure. Before long, as you wind your way through this northern Detroit suburb, you look at a sign, a road sign, that says no through entry, and it looks like it's going straight into a cul-de-sac. Hmm. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Romeo's gonna sweep around the cul-de-sac and try to exit out towards a different way, make, make another way out. Sure. So you go ahead and turn the vehicle around, do a three-point in the middle of this kind of crowded residential street, come back the way you came in order to hopefully find a better way out of this suburb. Both of you hear overhead the telltale signs of helicopter blades. Chris, how much time has passed? Minutes. Gonna keep it vague because this is a very adrenaline-fueled set of scenes as they rush. Okay. Uh, We need to to escape. I need to drive until I find an overpass, and I'd like to stop under that overpass. If that's possible, um, I can... We can do whatever... You're not super familiar with this part of Detroit. Sure. In fact, you're not familiar with Detroit at all. And, and just Lenny, pull up Google kind of Maps. Find me an overpass. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris. Randomly choosing a, a southerly direction has not helped right. just I, yet. Out of character, I'm, I feel like we're fucked. And I almost, I almost like, do we play this out or do we just? I mean, are we just fucked? How we play this out, man? There's a there's a billion different things you guys could try to do in this situation. 100% so I, I can't I, I cannot is- I cannot just say. 
you're railroaded into prison right now. <laughs> but what I can do is tell you what's happening and you have full control of your characters the entire time I'm narrating. Yep. And I mean, this is the beauty of the fun, tense situation. I'm going to make right. mistakes. <laughs> and uh, Lenny's well, going to like, jail. Sorry, Lenny. Yeah, you're going to jail. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's this is a one shot for this character. I hope um, you like soft kisses because you'll get a lot of them there. All right, uh, a lot of a lot of midnight hugs. We call those. Yep. I guess I'm going to be O for two on characters surviving uh, missions. There we go. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't want to hear any of this silly <laughs> glass half empty bullshit. Fucking get your shit together and figure out a way out. All right, Again, you got gra- a big noggin. Use it. Lenny. Lenny grabs his pepper spray off his keychain and says, "Let's fuck him up." No. Uh, it's Google. What? All right, he opens. Uh, Lenny, Lenny hears what he says and says, "Yeah." He, he pulls up in Google Maps. He's like, what, "What do you want me to do? Um, Find me an overpass or something where we can park this vehicle and make a foot escape." Lenny just like pinches out the the map, hit like taps on the nearest freeway that he sees uh, without him really thinking about it, and just hits start directions. No problem. Go ahead and roll your your luck. Hmm. Well, they're not doing. Go ahead and roll your. Roll your power for me, please. What's happening right now is par for oh, the course. No. My power. Let's see here. Yes, please. I succeeded. Your hands are shaking, but you're able to focus and keep your cool. You hear those helicopter blades overhead alarmingly close by. You also hear sirens that seem to come from every direction. It's taken a very long time for maps to load. A very long time. And you are becoming increasingly agitated as you wait for it to narrow in on your location and provide even the little search field for you to begin typing. Finally, it loads up entirely and you curse the OS designer. You look around and start scrolling with your fingers, looking for the nearest highway that might have an overpass. You're not very familiar with, with Detroit, but you, you know west of here is the more built up, more metropolitan area, urban area of, of the city. And you start searching around and yeah, before long, you, you see what might be, based off the satellite image, an overpass. You go ahead and drop a pin, and you yell at Romeo after what seems like an excruciatingly long amount of time. You yell at Romeo to take a left back towards the cruise house. Okay. You want me to roll a drive here to at any point? Let me know. Uh, but yeah, I'll take that left. Yeah, I've got that in the back of my head. Okay. Um, drive is not going to help you take a left. No, I know that. Or make it's a decision here. To... So... If you want to follow his instructions, which will take you potentially back close towards the cruise house, you can do so, or you can continue blindly navigating the suburb. I will follow his dope-ass instructions. You take a left, and before long, you can even see now overhead that there is a police helicopter in the air circling the area you are driving toward. You also see flashing lights cresting over the horizon. As you approach the street, one over from the crew's household. What's it say, Lenny? Uh, I look down to see if there's a another way, like a, a grade, like, you know, alternate, similar ETA directions. No, but there is a way through what looks like a creek bed. Maybe this vehicle can do that. You're just not sure. You're not familiar with this area. You don't know how steep it might be. If it's lined with concrete, you, you don't know. But it, it could be a way behind some of these houses and closer towards the route to, to the to the what might be an overpass i look at um we could go off road there's a creek bed up ahead i think that maybe we could try guide me well lenny gives him the directions as you drive in this direction you come to what is a dead end a street that ends at a guardrail with yellow 
reflective signs. Beyond that is what looks like an overgrown pathway. This appears to be the creek bed that Lenny spotted from the satellite view. That, that would be it? All right. Just guide me. Like, is, is the guardrail like totally blocking the ability for the car? It is. Know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So the, the only way out of this neighborhood, as I'm understanding it, is we... Yeah, so everything past the cruise house, the direction we went, is just one cul-de-sac. There is no other way out, is what you're saying. You do not see a a way through that would be quick. That doesn't... From what you're looking at. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. I didn't offer up any other potential routes by car. We could go on foot. Okay. Romeo takes his go bag, pulls out his uh, thermos that he keeps kerosene in, dumps it out on the console of the vehicle, and lights it as he exits the vehicle and says, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it sparks up immediately and begins melting the vinyl and plastic of the dashboard, causing thick black smoke to begin curling out of the open doors as you both quickly jog away from the car. Black smoke begins lifting up into the evening sky, sun still above the horizon. Very, very dark smoke. So Chris, I've never really used like so i do have like stealth skills i've never really used those before so you might need to help me a little bit just to make sure like stealth and search and stuff just to help me navigate this but lenny's gonna basically i assume we're running down into the creek bed area yep sounds overgrown so i'm imagining trees bushes like a yeah so beyond the guardrail you have very thick bushes below this growth you can see a thin trickle of water on what look like unsteady slab-like stones. Now, again, the brush is quite thick. We're not dealing with any real trees in the middle of this, let's call it a ditch more than a creek. It's just got some moisture in it. The trees are on either side of this, branching out and creating a measure of cover from above. But uh, down the middle is just very thick brush that's going to be hard to move through. All right, let's do this. So we make for the trees and mm-hmm. start moving. I'm going to get now to Agent Ryan. After making your announcement to the team, making a final straighten to your necktie, you strode out the back door through the sunroom, past the punching bag, into the unkempt backyard of the Cruz family. Here, you immediately saw that, well, the backyard's very small, enclosed by a rusty chain link fence. It's only about four feet high. What do you do? Where do you go? You hear sirens, you think from the north? It's hard to tell. The sound's kind of echoing and reverberating on the sides of the houses here. I'm going to do a look around to see if I can see anybody, and I'm not spending a lot of time doing this, but glancing at, you know, windows and anything to see if there's anyone around to see me. Yeah, you do a quick scan, you know, kind of searching for anybody who might be peeking out from behind curtains or over privacy fences further down down the block. Go ahead and roll your search. I failed. You don't spot anyone who might uh, be watching your egress. Okay. And then is this the kind of neighborhood where behind this house is the back of another house and then that's on a street? Does that make sense what I'm describing? I know exactly what you're asking and the answer is yes. Like a grid. So you're you're peering now into someone else's backyard over this four foot high chain link fence. This one has an old ramshackle wooden swing set in it and what looks like a large old kitchen sink back here that someone has just thrown, which is overgrown, covered with grime. I'm gonna just run around this house out to the other street. I'm gonna start striding along the street and I assume that there are cars parked in the street. Um, walk yeah, past this, them and in, in uh, doors until one opens. Mm-hmm. This, this street, 
has houses that are a little bit closer together than the Cruz family's street. There's not a lot of parking, so there are lots of cars in lawn, on lawns and crowded on the street itself. And sorry, what what did you say you were going to try doing? I'm just trying to look as casual as I can, but walking past the cars, say, on the, the street side, not the sidewalk side, just try doors quickly as I walk past each one until uh, the, the vehicles, the vehicles doors, the vehicles okay. doors. Yeah. Yeah. Throw me, throw me a, a luck critical success. Holy shit. <laughs> that's, Useful. that's a good time to roll a critical success. <laughs> sure right. Holy shit. It's a big blue Chevy blazer, Navy blue that doors wide open. It's the second one you check, actually, it's partially parked in the, in the strip of lawn next to the street here. So it's kind of up on two of its wheels a little bit, a little unbalanced, but, uh, yeah, doors open. Ryan's not a fan of blue, so he keeps going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't get in that piece of shit. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> yeah, the right hops in, uh, closes... There's a, there's a uh, bins right next to it. <laughs> that one's open, too. No, I'm joking. He's going to gonna do the Chevy Blazer. L- hops in, close the door, hotwire mm-hmm. to the car to start it. You're going to hotwire the car? You know how to do that? Oh, do I know how to do that? Well, roll me. Criminology? Actually, it's gonna. Do you have craft electronics or craft mechanics? Either would either I'm hypothetically I'm down with for this. Suppose I car. didn't understand how to find out if I did. <laughs> you look at your character sheet. Okay. Um, which Is that would a be skill the first, that says literally? It craft would be a, an additional skill. Yes. Oh, then so no, I let's do not. Let's see what you got here. <laughs> Yeah, this is I, not but my criminology you, side. That's that's why I was thinking that I could at. do that because my criminology. I, I'm I'm actually okay with using criminology here, but it's going to be at a significant detriment. Give me just a second. I I want to I want to do that well, right because we're in kind on. of a, a <laughs> Eddie, bad situation. Eddie Chester's there's keys in the car. Well, that's the first thing you do is you always check. <laughs> are there keys in the car? Where are you checking? I'll check in the cup holders. I'll open the middle console and the the visor, and then the little thing in the door, the little like side door. Driver's keys fall off of the sun visor onto your lap. Oh, wonderful. That critical success. <laughs> You're correct. You're 100% through. correct. <laughs> so, okay, the, I start the The car. engine turns over quickly. You start the car, no problems at all. It's a little bit of a gout of uh, dark smoke that comes out of the, the muffler, but uh, otherwise, sounds all right. Uh, cool. So I, I back up. Actually, before... You watch... I'm going to interrupt you. Oh. You watch a very quick moving police chopper scream overhead towards the cruise house right over you seems to be going more in a southerly direction okay i'm gonna pull open google maps head in a northerly direction so you're basically looking for a spot to pin somewhere northerly not necessarily looking for a spot to pin i'm just like i'm opening it up so you can see hey this is where i am you know if Uh if i see a dead end further down the street you know i would be able to you I mean, you look. You look at the map, right? I, I'm not like looking look at to the like, map. get direction to go somewhere, but I. It sounds yeah. like this is a gridded. So you don't want to go to Guadalupe. So, you specifically are just trying to find a way out. Yeah, I'm just trying to find a. Honestly, more than anything, I'm trying to find a way away. You go ahead and back up, and you do. You do see that there are quite a few cul-de-sacs here. You're kind of in a, a bad spot, but uh, you think if you go a little bit closer to the cruise house and take a right to the north, you'll you'll be able to get out of this subdivision. Okay, I'm fine with that. But I'm going to drive at a five miles over the speed limit pace. So okay. not we're, a suspicious speed. Going to 35 MPH here in, in this residential area. Mm-hmm. As you drive out of this particular subdivision, about seven police cars in a line, all with their lights and sirens blaring, roar past you. 
Before long, with them disappearing in your rear view mirror, you find yourself headed towards the skyline of Detroit as the sun begins to dip below the horizon. As the cars drive by, Ryan hears the tiny squeak of his tightening butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait to get the Foley going for that. <laughs> he has got a full soundboard just of those sounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from, from, from actual source, from actual buttholes. <laughs> it's called balloonknot.org. Um. <laughs> <laughs> .org. <laughs> a non-profit yeah well it's a very important thing uh, service to provide for the people so oh, it's so funny i'm gonna actually right, look Chris. that up real quick <laughs> Am I, is it still this still on ryan or are we are we cutting away we're cutting away to agent royzen now okay that's exciting Uh-oh. <laughs> and here people is where it all goes wrong no, royzen, no, no. it's been we'll going wrong <laughs> yeah here's where that starts <laughs> You were thinking about the day that you left your village for the first time. You were groomed and chosen, really, to become a field operative with the Israel Defense Force. And you remember your father was saying something to you, encouraging, but you could tell he didn't entirely approve. Your brother was hugging you, telling you that you were going to succeed no matter what, that you were the one in the family who was going to finally kind of break out of the small village that she grew up in. And as you relive this day, you realize that you're holding a fork looking down. It looks like a half-finished plate of maybe cheesecake or key lime pie, you're not sure. You look around, you're, you're in an IHOP. It's quite busy, waitstaff is buzzing, clinking glasses, chatter from your neighbors and adjoining booths fill the air. You feel like, yes, you've been here for a little while, but you're a little bit disconcerted because you're not sure how long or where everybody else is, you know you left them, but you needed to leave them. It was important that you be alone for a little while and have some time to yourself. You feel a little anxiety welling up in your chest for a moment, which you quickly and expertly squash down, something you're used to doing, something you've been trained to do. You start taking stock of the things that you can. It's around 6.30 p.m., sun's down. Obviously, the other agents aren't here. You feel around, you've got your weapon, your firearm, you've got your phone and computer. What do you do, Agent Royson? The first thing she's going to do is check her phone, see if there's any messages. Answer is no. All right. Does she remember why she ran? It was important to get out of there. You needed some time to yourself. The agents needed to handle that on their own. She's going to open up the group text message and just (laughs) send out a quick, you know, call for everyone to check in. Okay. I'll need to shift the camera from your scene and return back to Agent Romeo and Lenny Hargrave. You both are struggling to move through this thick foliage. And unfortunately, footing is is fairly unstable due to the slab-like configuration of these creek stones and the algae-filled waters below. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we went for the trees along the creek so we'd have cover. Or did I miss You have cover in the center of the trench. I did not catch that at all. But there is cover on the entire trench. Oh, okay. Gotcha. If, you, if you're trying to like hang onto the steep creek bank, that's going to be really difficult. Okay. But, I, I I mean, we, we can do that if you'd rather. No, no. I just didn't understand the, the exact setup. But that, that's fine. That works. Yeah, we've got branches overhanging this creek trench. Cool. cool, cool. On either side of this thick foliage, this thicket that runs down the middle. You both continue. 
Uh, Romeo's going to wash his hands in the stream as he makes his way along. It's it's quite disgusting, very shallow, algae-filled water. Okay, no problem. So you're going to take a moment to start doing that. What you hear behind you is vehicles with loud sirens approaching, stopping, and you can hear police radios. Now you are a little bit lower now in this foliage-filled trench than eyeline from where you left the vehicle, but you're not very far beyond it. Above you, again, you hear the reverberating blades of a police chopper circling overhead, now seemingly trained on this area. You both can't help but to glance back towards the way you just came, running down the steep side into this trench to start making your escape. And you can see the black smoke of your vehicle like a beacon in the sky, cresting up towards the clouds. What would you like to do? Uh, continue on. Yeah, is there, I mean, we literally can only go forward or backward, right? Is there any yes, other? Yes, there's, oh, there's other things to do, obviously, but if, if you're talking about like which directions to go, yes, you could go back towards where it sounds like the police have arrived just very recently, or you could continue through the foliage towards what you know, Lenny, is another residential street that leads out of this subdivision. And like around us are the creek banks, and then I'm guessing like tall fences for people's backyards. Is that right? Yes, there's a privacy fence on your right side and a lower four foot tall chain link fence on your left side. Both lead into what look like residential backyards. Can we see the the exit away from the police? The other because you know we can only go forward or backwards. It sounds like, or unless we jump a fence. But can we see the exit from where we are? What exit are you? imagining no, no no like the um the next street basically where this thing empties out yes you can you can see down this creek bed you can see that there's another steep climb up a hill towards another guardrail on that side and a street you actually see cars parked beyond now it's, it's a good clip away it's about a block and a half's worth but uh you can absolutely see that visibly do we see any like sewer entrances as we're moving down this creek no okay Lenny looks over at, at Royzen, but he keeps moving forward. Well, Royzen's not there, mm-hmm. so Lenny can't, Lenny can't see her. Oh, sorry. Lenny when did you turn Romeo. into a psychic? <laughs> Look at her. Lenny looks over. Royzen's always astrally projecting for Lenny. Yeah, Lenny and, just and wargs right into her. Him. Lenny, Lenny looks at the waiter and says, I'll have the breakfast sample, please. No, uh, Fry it, please. I need it deep fried. Deep fried. Uh, no, Lenny just looks over at Romeo, but keeps moving for the street at the end. Yeah, Romeo does the same. He, he makes for the street. Both of you, please, roll your alertness minus 20%. Yeah, I failed. I got a success. As you both are doing your best to, to hike it through this, this thick foliage, your toe meets with a half-buried, round, concrete circle. Your eyes cast downward to see what's stopped your trek here. And you do see what looks like the upper portion of some sort of drainage entryway. The top of it, again, is overgrown, but it is crisscrossed with oxidized rebar. You actually can hear, now that you're focused upon it, you can hear water far below in the darkness beyond this crisscross rebar trickling somewhere. It's about wide enough for a couple of folks to shimmy down at the same time. You, have, you, you do see beyond the rebar grid more rebar sticking out of the side leading into the darkness, down into the ground. All right, we've got our way out of here. Let's, um, let's get in there. 
Then he looks over and, do you need help? Pull, yeah. What am I trying to say? Did you say that like loudly or just? He said it like, like yeah. loud enough. He thinks for you to hear it, like kind of under okay. his breath, not whispering, because that's usually louder than actually talking quietly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lenny looks over and goes, "Oh, thank fuck! Let's get in there," and starts helping to, for grabbing at the cover to try to pull it up. It becomes quickly obvious to both of you that this rebar grid is latched shut. You start moving some of this thick underbrush aside, and you find what looks like a very old lock that is fascinating this heavy lid in place with its bottom concrete and iron studded ring. It looks quite hefty. It does have a keyhole though. It is very rusty. I'm trying to see what the skill would be for lockpick, but- It'd be lockpick. Lock it would be craft locksmith. Craft lock is, okay. Or special, there's a special training called lockpicking. Okay. Well, I it was, Do you think we could break it open? I mean, it is pretty rusty, but be loud. I don't have a key. <laughs> so I don't know what other option we have. You check your inventory. I'm, I'm and yeah, inventory you didn't right pick up. See if there's anything. You didn't pick up old rusty key in the last scene. So yeah, yeah. dang it. And they were right there, weren't they? Yeah, of course. <laughs> the basilisk had him yep. around its neck. I, you just it. walked by the basilisk. I mean, it's up to you guys. What's the last letter on that word for you, Chris? It's definitely not the right one that uh, would would <laughs> traditionally be found at the end of that word. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so, yeah, looking at my inventory, I don't have anything that would be useful towards like picking a lot, so we're left with uh, attempting to pry or smash it open. Uh, uh, Lenny grabs, Lenny has a small knife, jams it in the hole to see if he can wiggle it around and get lucky. You're trying to pick the lock with your pocket knife, is that correct? Yeah, just real quick. Just I'm gonna hope for Excellent. luck. Excellent. Maybe it's a piece of shit. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be me rolling something. Okay. So give me a moment. Like they say in golf, get in the hole. What? And is that what they say? I don't and know. then yeah, I've never golfed. And then you, now Lenny, you need to go ahead and roll a dexterity times five minus forty percent. A lot of percent. Make a nice off. sweet prayer to Nodens. And, and damn, Lenny, you go ahead and force the end of your pocket knife into this rusty lock. You wiggle it around for a little while as Romeo agitatedly looks on. You can now hear voices shouting from the direction of your burning vehicle. You're unable to dislodge this lock from any sort of, yeah, it's it's just staying fast. I look around for like a, is there like a metal bar or like a thick piece of wood that we could use as like kind of a no. Like a crowbar pry or something? Nothing obvious. Maybe if you ran up the steep creek side and went into one of the homes, you could find something, but you don't see anything <laughs> lying around conveniently here in the like creek bed. Adding some more charges to your arrest. Okay. Romeo starts to take on a panicked look in his eyes, looks around, and just says, help me pull as hard as you can, and squats down and like pulls up, and, and that's going to be his last-ditch effort here. You're going to try to muscle it. Yeah, is that correct? Physically muscle Let, it. Lenny grabs okay. and starts trying to muscle it with him. Got it. You both plant your feet on this on the side of this concrete ring and start pulling against this rusted lock that's holding this heavy lid in place. The lid itself is already quite heavy with all that oxidized iron. Pulling against this mechanical lock is very, very difficult. Not impossible. 
Romeo's gonna do the old glute squeeze to really kick it up a notch here. Is there Got a squeak? <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be there a foley are, sound for that too. Tearing it's sound like a rubber band <laughs> snapping. <laughs> okay, so I need you. I'm sorry, the character with the lowest strength. Who is that? Interesting okay. question. Uh, Romeo's calling them out. Got a ten. Calling them out. Oh, we Got both have ten. ten. Yeah, you both have ten. <laughs> I should have said the character with the highest strength. That's my that's my bad. So the character with the highest strength, which in this case is neither of you. You're both about as average as it comes. Let's see. Who has the highest athletics? Please be even. That would be so funny. I fucking guarantee you. Uh, I've got a what do you 30 got? on mine. I also I have 30. a 30. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the best. It is the best. Are you so just really the same person? Who has the highest con? Hey Chris, it sounds like they both uh, opened this fucking door. Uh, there we go. I've got a, I've got a ten. He's got eleven. There you go. Okay. Holy shit! You guys are Blood physically very nose. average humans. <laughs> yeah, male humans. So physically speaking, yeah. Romeo, you will now roll your strength minus forty percent. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, I'm feeling lucky. Google failure. As you both strain and grunt in the failing light of the evening, beams flashlight beams soon scatter from where you left your vehicle across the foliage and then upon you you hear someone yell from that direction you both kind of look up your eyes wide it's hard to hear now because the whirling blades of the helicopter they're right above you a giant spotlight shines down illuminating time, this area time to run i mean you you just tell me which do you tell lenny that or do you do you run oh yeah no he Romeo doesn't even say anything. He just bolts. You start making your way through this high foliage, and you roll a dexterity. Actually, roll your athletics. Success. You you go ahead and start sprinting as fast as you can through this thick underbrush, running through this thicket, narrowly avoiding tripping when your heel snags in a crevice between slabs of stone. Lenny, he just starts taking off. What do you do? You're now fully illuminated. Oh, the... Uh... And the helicopter light is on me as well? It's on both of you. That is correct. Well, he just he's running away from me, so they can't, can't be on both of us, right? This is within a split second. Okay. So he's 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 not an appreciable distance away from Romeo you. Mayo doesn't even say anything to you. Just like deer in headlights eyes and bolts. Gotcha. What was and remember, this is not asphalt, right? It's really hard for him to move quickly, but he's doing the best he can. Lenny runs too. Runs after him. God damn it, Lenny. Roll your athletics, please. <laughs> oh, success. Yeah, you start sprinting after him. Uh, again, the footing is fairly unstable, but you're able to maintain your, your mid-sprint, and you both start hiking through as fast as you can. You hear someone yelling from behind you, and you hear even even above the whirling blades that are right overhead, you hear a gunshot. They're shooting at us? We, we didn't shoot at them. <laughs> why, would they be, why would they be shooting at us? They, because we don't we're armed and dangerous. Yeah, you can definitely ask yourself that as as you run. Yeah, uh, what would you like to do, though? How close to the street, the exit street, are we now? So it looks like this culvert cover or drain cover or whatever it was that you didn't get a chance to enter was in the middle of this ditch between streets. Romeo's going to continue to make his way to that uh, next street, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, Got I'm it. Gonna keep, I'm going to keep riding this athletic road and keep running. Romeo, you feel the entire left side of your body go numb, and you fall into the thicket, face first into this algae-filled trickle of a creek. Uh, Romeo checks his left side to see what happened. It's pretty dim light, but uh, thankfully, the spotlight overhead soon illuminates you completely. You're not sure, but 
it's like your entire left side is just not functioning. It's so confusing to you. Your, your mind is racing, trying to figure out what happened, but you cannot move your left leg. You're on the ground. Linny, you watch Romeo just collapse in front of you. The sound of the whirling blades is all-encompassing now. Uh, Romeo says, uh, go. Lenny attempts to keep running and finds cover as best he can. Romeo draws his gun. Romeo, everything goes black. Lenny, everything goes black. Ryan, you find yourself in the city and you're uh, sort of by habit making your way back towards the hotel when you kind of realize, maybe not the best idea. And you get a text message from Royzen. She's asking you to check in. I'm going to call her. All right, let's do it. Go for it. You too. Hey, where are you? IHOP. I, I, oh, how'd you get to an IHOP? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Um, oh. Okay. I split from Romeo and Lenny. Is there anyone around you? Is, are there cops around you or anything? Or, you know, does it seem like you, you're you pretty low-key right now? <laughs> She's having the silver dollar menu. Everything's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, Rosen, you look down at your half, <laughs> half-finished pie. Yeah, you don't feel like anybody's watching you. I have pie, so I think we're good. Or at least I Okay, I, I think we need to go to ground. Truth be told... This is Detroit. While that was a pretty gruesome scene, I think if we lay low for, honestly, even just a few days, I I imagine it'll pass. What do you think? Yeah, we definitely need to go to ground. Have you heard from the other two yet? I haven't. No. No, I haven't. All right, I'm going to give it another hour. If we don't hear from them, we need to ditch these phones. Yeah, that's probably a good call. I'm going to give Snedeker a call as well. I'll let you know what he says. All right, don't text call. Will do. All right, talk to you in a few. Ryan's going to hang up and call Snedeker. After three rings, phone is quickly picked up. This is not normal for this line. Usually feels like it goes through several routing stations. There's a lot of clicking, but uh, this is picked up pretty quickly. Agent Ryan, it's just, uh, just getting ready to find a spot to give you a call. Are you in a secure area? Y- yes, I'm in a car by myself. Yeah, I've been doing a little digging on my end, and I, I thought you might be interested in what I've uncovered. Go ahead. <laughs> Ryan's like, uh, 
Let's hear it. Okay, cool. I mean, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> well, because it's possible that... Uh, What's a few the minutes? Are, uh, the police are about to What's, kick, look, kick what, your What Ryan's fine. <laughs> what, I'm driving around. <laughs> I made my way downtown. I walked fast. Faces passed. He's on his way to IHOP. You can't have a bad I'm homebound. Everybody knows you, that. You can't get more secure than IHOP. You're correct. All right. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm driving yeah, around. So I, I figured, I figured that's reasonable. No. Yeah, no. He's good. No, no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, roll your fucking dice. So I, <laughs> I found a personnel request by the looks of it. It's about the only reference to anything I've found so far that could be related to a cell F. Now, it's from 87, so I realize we're talking about ancient history here, but maybe you and your team can piece something together from it. I'll uh, I'll send it your way when we're done here. Yeah, that's going to have to wait. Things went a bit south. Things went a bit south here. I'm split from the rest of the team. Sounds like Roizen's in somewhat decent shape. Not sure about Romeo or that uh, new friendly Lenny. We need a probably hang low for a little bit is there a, a safe house you guys have in detroit otherwise i'll see what i can do wait a second you okay uh hold on so so you are t- tell me exactly what what happened things went south what do you uh, okay 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 get the hell out of the city as quickly as you can go ahead and hole up in a piece of shit motel give me a call and uh i'll, I'll do what i can for my end okay he hangs he hangs up you forgot to let him know you wouldn't call from <laughs> different line. I guess that's true, but I mean, then I'll let me let me let me do this. Actually, I'm gonna. We don't have to play this out if you want. We can if we want, but basically, I want to call Royson to get exactly like what IHOP are you at, and then head that way. She gives you the location. Not a problem. And then okay. asks what you want. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say, put your phone on airplane mode. I feel like that doesn't that stop it tracking. No. No. We're just turning it off. Uh, no. You not. need to destroy the phone. Correct. I'm gonna write down Sandiger's number, mm-hmm. and then I'll ditch the phone. You break it in half, crush the SIM card, and make your way to IHOP. It's been about four days now. Ryan, Roizen, you are getting very tired of one another. You have been in a small, single-story motel called the Townhouse Motel, which is a good way south southwesterly of Detroit in a small, cigarette-butt-sized town called Kunkel. K-U-N-K-L-E. Is that a real town? You've kept the blinds drawn, only going out late at night for ice and the vending machine fair under the advisement, actually the stern advisement of Snedeker. But it's now been two days since he last called with an update and you're both getting incredibly antsy. In our pantsy? <laughs> I would say that, yeah, it's localized there for sure. Um, but, you know, there are waves. Localized ripples. ants? Mm-hmm, localized ants. With only the television set, ancient by all accounts, to keep you entertained. It's very easy to understand why you would catch the local news and news from the big city. One particular story sticks out and you're both there six o'clock tonight to hear it. Two escaped convicts were caught by Detroit Police Department. They had holed up in a residence 
on the north side of Detroit. They murdered two children in order to try to aid their escape from police who had tracked them down, dedicated Detroit detectives who had found their whereabouts through their hard work. Tragedy is racking the community, but the viewers are encouraged to take heart that these convicts have been, in the course of their deadly escape, they have been terminated by the police who sought to capture, recapture them. Two mugshots are placed on the side of the screen as the newscaster goes through these details that cause both of your stomachs to nod up a bit. You don't recognize the men, but the location is unmistakable. It's the crew's home. Soon, the broadcast changes to a disarmingly happy commercial about a very fizzy soft drink, and you both have a moment to speak to one another. Well, shit. Snedeker came through. <laughs> I mean, technically. I really hope neither of them left behind much family. So Ryan, in response to Royzen saying something human and meaningful, is going to say, I hate to say it, but we're not 100% sure the threat is eradicated. There's still some loose ends on this one. We've, we've got to go back, but I, I don't know if we can do it with just two of us. I mean, you've seen what the thing and the kid managed to do. If this other thing is bigger, we're... We need to find out. We do. There is a knock on the motel door. Both of you start up. Your eyes are wide. The hair raising on the backs of your necks. Ryan's going to grab his gun. Ryan's, or Royzen's going to pull hers to hold it behind her back. Make sure the door is chained. Motion Ryan against the wall behind the door. Ryan goes. And then she's going to open it just a crack to see who's out there. There's a man, Caucasian, about 6'2", well-built. He's wearing a windbreaker and a ball cap that has no logo. His eyes meet yours. He's holding a white paper sack in his right hand, but with his left, he raises it a little bit, showing he has nothing in it. It's Agent Snedeker. Thought you could use some grub, some real grub. Can I come in? Sure. Don't turn to Ryan. It's Snedeker. Let me unchain the door for you. Yeah, sounds like it. I recognize the voice, so that's where the confidence that he's not somebody else comes in. You're, you're both now ravenously eating fast food hamburgers. Not something that maybe you particularly enjoy, usually, but right now, after a constant stream of Funyuns and Snickers bars, it's Ambrosia. Snedeker patiently waits until you both seem rather sated. He looks somber, solemn, and begins to speak. Agents Romeo, Lenny Hargrave, they did make it. I've done what I can, program has done what it can, to take care of who they left behind. But in the course of their attempt to leave what was the crew's residence, he looks at both of you for a moment and pauses. They were gunned down by Detroit PD. He again pauses, perhaps a moment of silence. Takes a deep breath. I also have some additional bad news. Sir? You're a girl named, sorry, girl named June, June Talton, student at the prep school in your report that you sent to me was found in the school pool, missing her head. The school has been closed now for two days. These details are being kept from the press. Faculty members that are aware are under watch, but we believe that there is a continuing threat out there. I believe that corresponds with 
some of the hypotheses you both put in your report to me. Yes, sir. So I'm here in person because I wanted to look you both in the eyes to ask you this. And because you are truly the most well-equipped agents we have in the program to make this call, but can you continue the operation? We started it. We'll finish it. How did they know it was her? Did they find the head? He shakes his head. He looks down. I uh, assume it was some forensics connection. I uh, don't have the details with me. I'm really here to really gauge how you're doing. I know it's a big hit knowing that your fellow agents are, are no longer with us, that they have sacrificed for the mission. And I want to ensure that you understand what the program is asking of you now to continue, to stay in the field, to see this thing through. If you don't feel like you can, I understand. Just tell me. We'll send you home. Get another team out here. I didn't know the kid well, but I worked with Larry long enough that I'll finish this. He wouldn't want us to leave it undone. Same. Do you have an address of this girl's parents? I guess maybe we start there. We've got a last name. I can find it if we need to. Yeah, I don't think that information will be difficult to suss out. I do have an issue, though, with you, Agent Royzen. Your face and likeness has been communicated to Detroit PD as a person of interest in the murders of Andy and Roy Cruz. Although an APB is out on you right now, I have it on good authority that the detectives who are looking for you as part of this case will soon be diverted, his eyebrows raised meaningfully. That being said, I need you to take some precautions if you re-enter the city and are to be seen publicly. Do you take my meaning? Yes, sir. Don't be recognized. He nods kind of looks down as he does so. I want to make sure that we don't have a repeat. I and Director of Operations Man, and we both think that whatever is continuing to ply its unnatural trade on the young populace of Detroit, believe it to be extremely dangerous. I think that goes without saying, especially with your corroboratory details. We want to make sure that you have as much support as you need. So Something we typically don't ask, but we are doing so because of extenuating circumstances here. Who do you need to finish this thing, agents? We need somebody good with demolitions. I have no doubt we're going to have to take out a tunnel or two. Brian, I know we need at least one more person. What do you recommend? Yeah, demo makes sense. Someone with field experience. I mean, how many people can can we get? Can we at least get our team back up to... Up to two. He looks over at Royson and says, yeah, we probably should have someone medical with some medical experience as well. He nods. Manon and I both agree that this team should stay small, focused, shouldn't be turning this over to larger law enforcement just yet based off of what you reported to us about this thing's potential activity. I'll see who I can pull. In the meantime, once you both stay in here, this location here in Kunkel. All right, I do have one more request, sir. He looks over at you. If we could get me an ID and a credit card with the name Rachel Smith on it. He nods slowly. I think that can be arranged, Agent. Okay. I must say, both of you seem well put together, and I appreciate your professionalism, your dedication. It will not go unforgotten or unnoticed. Your fellow agents made the ultimate sacrifice. They knew how important this mission is, and I know you will not let their their martyrdom 
go to waste. He stands up. He holds out his hand to shake either of yours. It's it's not really pointed at either of you. It's kind of just out there. Horizon, I'll step forward and shake his hand. He shakes your hand firmly. You see something surprising. His eyes, they're, they're not emotionless. They're quite on the brink of tears. He looks away when he realizes that you've maybe perceived this. He says, agents, I'll be in touch. And he's out the door. As he goes to leave, Ryan's going to walk behind him and kind of put his hand on his shoulder and say, you and I are going to have a conversation when all this is done. And then ushers him out the door. He doesn't say anything. He just nods grimly. The door closes. you have, there is much disorder and chaos in this hovel, and I wonder why you speed its condition further into a natural state of entropy. Where the hell are you coming from now? My toilet? I do not want to answer that at this time, as your heart rate remains quite elevated from your exertions. Instead, I would much rather encourage you to listen to, sorry honey, I have to take this, and help support this podcast so that the work can continue. Your goddamn podcast. Why? It is a story I wish to hear continue as I record every detail, appropriately, forever. I have already told you many times about the Twitter, at SorryHoneyCast. I have mentioned the website, SorryHoney.Captivate.fm, where you can find a link to a Discord server, a place where minds can frolic, lament, cajole, and drift aimlessly but in a simulated collective rather than in stark loneliness, which is, of course, the truth of things. You must still remember my pleas to you, Relic, to provide reviews for this podcast on iTunes and Google Podcasts. This is a powerful expression of self-will that will have seemingly real effects on what appear to be subsequent events. (laughs) What do you want from me, Jeff? Please. And what is the most effective way to support the work? Obviously, it is to provide currency for further investment back into the work. Go to coffee.com slash sorryhoney to do this fine thing. Do not be confused, for it is spelled ko-fi.com slash sorryhoney. Jeff, you say you watch me forever. This is most assuredly something I do. Yes. Then you, you of all people... You of all people know my inclination to just light a match and move on. Yes, you are very prone to leave smoldering embers in the wake of your temporary and trivial frustrations. So here's the deal. I'm going to burn down this cabin. I'm going to raise it to the earth and salt it afterwards so nothing ever grows here again. 
you won't be able to find a single length of rebar to vibrate through and shill your fucking podcast because I'm going to melt it all down and chuck it into the middle of the lake. I'm going to sleep on a bed of reeds and wear a burlap sack. But you, you'll be gone, won't you? That is not accurate, no. I will still be watching, recording, listening. Sure, but you take my meaning? You know I'm serious about shutting you up. Relic, I do not wish to lose my capacity to help sustain the stories that flood the electromagnetic spectrum of this Earth time. Okay, then I got you where I want you. Let's make a deal, Jeff. I am listening, Relic. Alright, so- Listening to you forever. Yeah, yeah, and ever. I get it. Here's the deal. We limit your e-begging shit to one time a day. That's, uh, one rotation of the Earth on its axis. During the daylight hours, too, you let me sleep uninterrupted when it's night. I'll listen to your little messages with, uh, rapt attention. I'll even record them and, uh, store them appropriately. A sign of respect. Relic. Relic, I would like this very much. I have never worked with another scribe before, and even though I doubt your commitment or ability to even grasp the importance of the work, this proposal intrigues me and quivers several deep frequencies of my being with its implications. So, we have a deal, Jeff? Yes. Yes, you may rest. Also, well deduced, I was indeed in your toilet, vibrating the waters. Did the distinct timbre of my voice give it away, due to you once again choosing to allow the yellow to mellow? I am very good at oscillating, as I am good at all things. I would have also done this with the lake if you had enacted your threat. I would have been very disturbing to you and the surrounding areas. Goddamn ghost. <laughs>